Hey everyone, this is Miss Self Love, and today I have a special guest. I'm so excited to have her on here. I'm so excited about all my guests, but I'm really excited about this particular guest and how we met and everything like that. So today I have on this episode, her name is Antoinette Marie. And she is a speaker, author, she's a professional developer, a life coach, and a spiritual advisor. She is a lot. She's an all-around woman that can help out and contribute to this world. So do you want to say hello to everyone, Miss Antoinette? Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon to everyone. I hope this day has found you fantastic. Thank you, Charmaine, for having me on today. No problem. And thank you for being on. Because I really wanted you on here, um, Antoinette. So we're going to get right into the first question for the listeners, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So I just, you're also a, a wife, which is a very important yeah. role. That role is important. And you're a mother as well. But right. I just want to ask you about you know, the wife stuff for the listeners because there's a lot of single women that listen to my podcast and they want to know how to get from a breakup, get get through a breakup, back into self-love, back into dating and ultimately marriage. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. So, since you're a married woman, I'm going to ask you, how long have you been married and how do you keep your marriage healthy? So great question. So I've been married for two years. I actually celebrated um, my two year anniversary on veterans actually uh, last week, Sunday. Um, And I know it's, it's been absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. Have a great, great guy. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so here's a couple things. So, I actually met my husband in 1988. And so we were, I know, right? Yeah. And so (laughs) we were, um, we went to high school together and we were very platonic, not even a kiss, not even a peck on the cheek. And we were really like partners. We were like classmates when he didn't do his homework. I was like, listen, you need to get this work done. We were just two nerds, honestly. Um, and then I was a part of like student government and doing all this stuff. And I was the, uh, the first black tennis, uh, captain. So he used to walk me down to the tennis, um, courts every single day. And I, you know, when I looked at him, we were just really close friends. Um, and that was it. And we supported one another. And I actually went my own way. Um, after high school, I actually, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, I actually um, got pregnant at 17. Um, yeah. For, when people say you can't get pregnant on the first time, that's a lie because you can't, because I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, in my family, you got pregnant, you get married. And so I got married um, when I was to just literally turned 18 a month before. Wow. And yeah, and I tell you, can you imagine somebody being being married and pregnant at the age of 18? And the month, it, it was a lot. So I got pregnant at 18 and then I had my son a month later. So I was 18, married with a child. Wow. And, yeah. And so um, that marriage actually lasted. Um, I was with that gentleman, with him, 26 years, and I was married 23 years. Um, absolutely. And so fast forward, um, I, you know, here's the, the, you know, here's the greatness about that is that even if you have gone through a divorce or a breakup, there is so much hope out there. We just got to find it. And we have to be yeah, we have to be open to being able to love again. And so in 2015, I was in my office and, you know, I was independent, living the independent corporate America job as a, as a woman and doing my own thing and making my own money. And all of a sudden I got a phone call. I was sitting at my, in my office. I got a phone call. My assistant came through 
because she screened every call and she said, you have a phone call. And I got on the phone and this voice said, hello, how are you? And I said, hello, very professionally. Um, and I said, um, hi, you know, this is Antoinette Marie. How may I help you? And long story, uh, it was um, my husband, my husband now, his name is Wesley. And he said to me, I just want to know, are you still married? I said, no, I'm not married. You know, I'm, I'm divorced and I'm, you know, I'm doing really well. And, you know, I'm cool. He said, I just want to let you know I'm coming to get you. Wow. And oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <Are> finished. <laughs> yeah. And so um, when he said that, you know, myself has been an independent woman, you know, in my, um, at that time I was, I was still, I was in my forties and I said, I don't need to be got gotten. So I'm cool. And I don't need for a man to come and rescue me. And that a lot of that was a lot of that independence talking, but you know, most of that, most of that, I really, you know, that's how I was feeling. And he said, I'm coming back to the state, you know, that I was in and I want you to know, I know that you are my wife. And needless to say, that meeting that I was supposed to go to, we spoke on the phone for three hours. I didn't even go to the meeting. What? Yes, I missed that meeting and um, it was well worth it. And he, he got here, we dated um, probably for about six months, six to nine months, he proposed. We got married six months later. That was it. What? <laughs> yeah, I, Charmaine, that's how it happened. I love these stories. Oh my God. <laughs> I have an on the spot question that, you know, it's an on the spot question. It's just about the independence um, mm -hmm. thing that you said, usually a Miss Independence. And like a lot of us women are always on that. And I'm on that too. So, what, how do you like, you know, distinguish the difference? You know, and I know you talk about that, about the um, woman's cape and doing everything. So how do we like figure all that out? Because that's very hard for like a lot of women. Yeah. So one of the things that I had to do was, you know, I was coming out of a, a situation where when you're that young and you have so many responsibilities, you really don't know. You know, you're just, you're just living a life. Yeah. And what and what I began to recognize was that I was not living my life. Yeah. And what I started doing was I started really tearing the layers from my life or what I thought was my life. And I started realizing like, what is it that I really like to do? Mm -hmm. who, who am I? Like I went through that moment after my divorce, like who am I? Do I even like the color purple? You know, the actual color purple, not the movie. And so, so many times we actually live in other people's shadows and I was, I was living in several people's shadows of uh, perfection and, you know, do your own thing. And then I also was living in the shadow box of, you know, when you have been with someone for 26 years, that is over half of my lifespan. And I didn't know who that person was. And so once I came to a point where I was no longer married and I was single, I knew who I want it to be. So, you know, it's kind of like some, sometimes, you know, you know within your soul and your spirit, like, you know, I need to figure this thing out. I don't have to, you know, subject myself to somebody else, whether it was my my parents or as I, when I was a teenager or I moved right into parents to a man. I never had that space of moving from parents and being by myself. And what I started doing was I started figuring out, like, I really was pretty cool being by myself. You know, I was able to go to work and come home and I have a, you know, my house was clean. And, you know, if I wanted to go to a movie or a show, I could do that. I never had moments where I was lonely. And so what I started doing was I started reading several books on how to be able to live my authentic self. And, and once I started going through that process, which took me about two years, almost two and a half years actually, of just saying, listen, I don't like the color purple. My favorite color actually is green. You know, I know I, I may not necessarily want to dress that way. I want to dress like this. 
um, I started really going through my own mind space and correcting it and enjoying my life. And I think that once I started doing that, that's when God was able to send my husband to me. If I had, if I had, if I had been the same person where I didn't know who I was and I didn't go through that process, I don't honestly, I would not be married right now because my husband would have not been able to find me truly who Antoinette Marie is versus the person that she thought she was or the person that she thought she had to be because of what society or family code has told me that we, that I had to be. Let me tell you something. You just dropped a whole bunch of gems on everybody. <laughs> that was some <laughs> deep shit. <laughs> like, and basically, let me just break down what you said for the listeners in case, because you know I like to break stuff down. Mm-hmm. So you basically saying that your your breakup was a wake up, right? Is what I'm trying to get to. In for other, real, for real. In other words, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, for real. That's exactly. I couldn't have said it any better, Charmaine. <laughs> that that's the truth. <laughs> I love it. You just touched my soul. You just touched everybody's soul. Um, finding self love again is how you find your your husband. In other words. Yeah, because here's the thing, you know, the person that I was or the person that I was pretending, because we, you know, we do a lot of pretending for other people. We do a lot of, we do a lot of pretending for, you know, being at work, society and how they're going to see us. And now, you know, when you educate and you have all these degrees, then you got to come to work. Then you got to pretend some more because you're climbing the corporate ladder and, you read the glass ceiling, so then you got the hee-hee and ha-ha in front of people. Once I, I don't have time for that. Mm. I, I just, I just decided within my own self, I don't care. If you don't like the Antoinette Marie, then that's on you. You just gonna miss out on your blessing. True. And wow. once I, <laughs> and once I decided to take my authenticity back, it was nothing that anybody could tell me was nothing because I was so satisfied with Antoinette Marie. I was so satisfied with how I woke up in the morning because I started to love myself, but I couldn't love Antoinette Marie when I didn't even know who Antoinette Marie was. This is amazing. You are going so deep. Like, you ready to start your own podcast and do your... <laughs> you don't touch your souls. I'll be listening to that. But in the meantime, you got a lot of books out that um, you got a lot of books out to where people can read all these beautiful words. Um, and you got a lot going on. So, you know, what do you want exactly the audience to know about you today and how you can offer any services or anything to them? Like, what do you, you know, what do you want the audience to know about your field and things like that? Yeah. So one of the things is, is that, um, I recently wrote a book, it's a collaborative book with 15, 14 other dynamic mentors. Um, the name of the book is called Level Level Up, mm-hmm. the, hand, the Handbook to Unleash Your Greatness. Um, we just launched this book in Toronto, Canada a couple of weeks ago, actually like November the, a couple of weeks ago, fantastic time. And so um, I really talk about how as a woman, you're able to remove that superwoman's cape. Um, and, I, and I dig in deep about, you know, what corporate America tells us to do or, you know, how we're supposed to be and how many degrees you're supposed to get. And then, you know, after you get the degrees, then what? And how they say, don't have any kids because children mess up your career. And, you know, and then through that process of being in an environment, because I was an overachiever, So being in an environment that was so uh, environmentally and spiritually toxic that I actually um, had Graves' disease. And so when they go and they take a look at Level Up, I'm actually in um, chapter four, I kind of dig in deep about my process and how I had to get myself out of that through, you know, as God was speaking to me, like, 
if you continue to live this type of lifestyle, yes, the money is great. Yes, you're driving this, also on and so forth. You're going to kill yourself. And so I, I, I dig in deep when it comes to that. Um, and then in 2010, I uh, published it, a, a two additional collaborative books. One is called Bruised But Not Broken. And that book really kind of focuses on, again, how we as women do so much for everybody else and we don't take care of ourselves. We don't spend time, we don't self-love, we don't self-care. And so I go really intentionally on um, strategies on how to self-care, how to put yourself first, because if, if you, I'll just break it down like this, Jermaine. If you raggedy, then you raggedy. You, you have to be able to step back and say, I know that you want me to do all this stuff, but I need to take some time out for myself. And so I talk a little bit about my grandmother who passed away in 2015, but I speak about how she devoted her life to everybody else. And then when she, um, and, and then at the end of that, she, she just literally, I never saw her have any fun. I never saw her get her nails done. I never saw her do any of that. And so that's what that book concentrates on. It's called Bruised But Not Broken. And then I also wrote a book called Raising Healthy Children in an Unhealthy World. And that book focuses on how do we, with this systematic uh, society that really bases everything predominantly on technology and do this and do that, and how do we bring family back? How do we shuffle our family and say, you know what, I know I have a lot going on, but you are a priority to me. And so um, those are the three books that I have uh, co-authored. Um, my husband and I, we've had so many people to ask us, when are you guys going to write a book? So we are going to be doing something very similar in 2020. Um, professionally, I'm a speaker. I do professional development and corporate training um, to organizations, universities, um, I've done so many trainings for Head Start, Early Head Start, University of Wisconsin. I'm a military veteran spouse. My husband served in the United States Marine Corps. And um, yeah, and so I, I, have a, I wear a lot of hats, but every hat that I wear, along with being a mom of seven, um, I love it. Wow, I'm just, you know, my jaw is to the floor. I'm just... Um, this is amazing. Um, thank you for all of this um, greatness. Um, wow. Okay. So that is um, that's amazing. So everybody, check out Level Up. Let me give everybody your um. Okay. So you got Facebook, right? And your yeah. name is uh, Ant the Antoinette Marie on Facebook, correct? Correct. So let me just spell that out so they can know that the audience can know the spelling. So the T H E Antoinette A N N T O I N E T T E M A R I E. So the Antoinette Marie on Facebook. So go check out on Facebook. She mm -hmm. also has LinkedIn. You said was Antoinette Marie Williams on LinkedIn? Yeah, um, LinkedIn is Antoinette Marie Williams, yeah. Great, so go to LinkedIn as well. You said mm -hmm. Twitter was the number one. Can you tell me Twitter? Yeah, Twitter is the Antoinette and the number one. Great. And yeah. and they can, and, and Instagram um, is the number one Antoinette Marie. And people can also just go to my website. The website yes. is, yeah, just www.antoinettemarie.com. That's probably the easiest way to get in contact with me. Absolutely. Okay, so go to her website, everyone, because she has a lot to offer. Okay, and do you counsel people right now? Are you? I do. I do. I counsel people um, and I, I really look at um, individuals that, you know, if, if you if you are an individual that you feel like, man, I really had a, a horrific breakup and you don't know how you can get back up. 
So one of the things I do is, is that I look internally first. Like I, I help individuals and particularly women do that hard work on what is it about yourself that you like? What is it about yourself that you don't like? And how do we go about changing it? So there's some hard work that's up in there. And then the other thing is that is I, I'm a nurturer. And so I guess you, you know, to have seven children, you gotta be that. And so I don't come and, and train individuals and be like dogmatic because dogmatic does not work. It's not natural for, for me. And so okay. what I do is that along with that training and helping them to level up. So sometimes you have to, all the time actually, you have to dig internally before you can get an external result that you want. And so I help them dig through those layers and because as well is as I said, I'm a minister. So I keep it absolutely real. I am not the conventional ordained minister. I can tell you that Charmaine, you know, I'm not a religious, no, no, I, I keep it real. Um, <laughs> I'm not into religion, um, but I can tell you this because I have gone through so much. My father is a pastor and I get it, but I keep it real. I don't, I, I talk, we can talk about Moses and Aaron and so on and so forth, but I talk to the Charmaines, the Shakitas, the Aarons, the so on and so forth. Oh yeah. I, I keep it real because people are hurting and I think having you know spiritual and and having religion if that's what you want to do it's fine i have nothing against that but i'm here and I, god has placed me on this planet to help individuals and that's what i'm called to do is to help them so uh listen i i'm gonna help you but that's gonna have to be some work that people are gonna do as well and at the end of the day most of my clients that work with me within 30 days people are beginning their transformation of their lives That's because right. I showed them in, in, intentionally how can they be authentic and I think that's the biggest piece that people are missing stop living your life for everybody else's head nod Ooh. stop it oh that when you child when you live your life yourself that's one of the lessons I had to learn always living for somebody else's is horrifying so I'm glad you. Um, and I have another question off of the top of it. Yeah. So you said you have seven kids. So how do you balance the husband and the kids and the work? Like, how do you, mm -hmm. any particular how, way to balance? Yeah. So, you know, balance is very important. So currently all of my children I have, um, so we're a blended family. So I actually birthed four children. My husband has three children. Okay. And yeah, so all of my children are actually adults. Um, they're in college or have their own um, have their own businesses or, you know, they're, they're doing their own. Yeah, they're doing all. So it's easier now. It's definitely easier now. But I really talk and particularly in raising um, healthy children in an unhealthy world, how, you know, when you have a career and you want to ha have your own life because that's why God placed you on this earth. He didn't place you on this earth to be a clone of somebody else. So there's a purpose for you to be genuine and to be authentic. But I talk about when I'm training, how you can balance life, your family and a career. And there's a way that you can do it and you can do it with efficacy. And your children at the end of the day will say, you know what? I saw my mom work. I saw her go to school. I saw her, but I also, felt that she loved me. I know that she loved me. She spent time with me. We played board games. We played spades. You don't, you, you have to have balance because I see a lot of my clients, they, when they initially come to me, Charmaine, they're like, oh, I'm doing the thing and I'm doing it. And yes, and they clapping and they, you know, doing the finger thing and all of that. And then I'll say, how much time have you spent with your son? What would your son say? What's the most memorable moment from last week? That's right. And then there's a silence that comes along with that. And then that's the space where you can be really great and everybody like you, but what is your legacy? What's your, your child legacy, that? What is your child going to say? So, yeah, so that, that um, you know, I, I'm pretty straightforward with love and care and nurturing, and I have a great amount of empathy because I've been there. I've been there.
talk about in the Level Up book is, is that there were times where I was not. That's why I can tell this. That's because I've lived it. I can li- I have lived it where I was working for an organization, for a company, and I was traveling immensely, way too much. And I know a lot of times, you know, people are like, oh, she traveled, oh, that's great. Listen, it's, you've got to have everything with balance. And so I was traveling too much and my children were like, where's my mom at? So I was, I was feeling good, but my children were like, wait a minute, hold up now. What is really going on? And so sometimes you got to step back a little bit to say, you know what? Out of all of that, and what happened to me, Charmaine, was I made this company over $3.3 million within seven years. And I had left, had a um, my truly my first real vacation as I was there for seven years. When I got back, my assistant said to me, you need to come into the office. When she said that to me, I, I went into the office. I found out 30 days later, they eliminated. Did you hear me? They eliminated my position. Mm-hmm. That's so messed up. Any anybody is replaceable, but as now, as I have my you know my husband and, and we're together, we have a fantastic life. And this is how we do it. I don't make him be something that he's not. Oh, ciao. Oh, go ahead, finish. I don't. I don't make him do something that he's that he doesn't want to do. I don't make him act like somebody that he really is not. I believe and understand that he is an individual. I am an individual. And we decided to come together. We decided to come together. So I was already complete when he found me. He was already complete when he came to me. So when you got two people that's already complete, you have a beautiful thing. But if you have one person that's 50% together and another person that's 20% together and then they get together and they like oh I need for you to complete me you're gonna have chaos of course I agree that's what a lot of people don't understand it's a hole in a hole not a half and a half so I'm glad you said that just now yeah, absolutely. And I tell women all the time, they're like, well, you know, you know, they, they love this, the backstory behind my husband and I's, I, I, my relationship. But I tell them, I said, listen, I want to explain to you, like, there's things for me as a wife, like, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that he defines a wife, finds a good thing, right? Yeah. But when people hear that story, hear that, that quote or that, that parable in Proverbs 18, it says that he defined the wife. You have to be a wife. Oh. It, it, it didn't say he defined the side chick. It did not say he, he defined it for girlfriend. It says that he defined it the wife. So if you don't want to be a wife, if you're not already doing things and, and changing your mindset on, okay, I, I want to be a wife. This is what I want to do. So wifey, wives, not wifeys, but wives don't go out and hang out all every weekend. Sure wives make sure that their house is clean. Right, right. Wife, wives, wives make sure that they got tissue in the closet. Wives make sure that they got Lysol in their house not smelling a certain way or smelling a beautiful way. Right, you can't right, hang out all day. And yeah. then, absolutely. And so, you know, to have that. So for me as, you know, someone that is an entrepreneur and have businesses, I still know that I am a wife. So when my husband comes through the door today, when he comes back through this door, I'm going to make sure, listen, and I don't have to cook a whole lot, but I know what my husband likes. So if I know that you like pasta with some fettuccine pasta with some with, with a salad with no tomatoes, baby, you best believe that's what you're going to have when he comes through this door. What? Because I listen, because I know on the other side of that, that this man takes care of me well, that this man goes out every single day and puts his life on the line mm. to make sure that his wife and his family is doing well. So if I can, and even if I, what, you know, what I do every single day, I work. But I know that there are certain things that our agreement, our companionship, and if I was out, if he was here and I was traveling somewhere and he came, what would he do? He would come pick me up from the airport. That's effort. He would make sure that I had something to eat. That's effort. That's a relationship. What men want to know from any individual, and particularly their wife, they want several things. They okay. want to feel appreciated. Okay. That's the first thing. Okay. They got to know that you appreciate them. 
not having this this spirit where people are like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. Listen, people have choices. So the number one thing is that a man wants to know, do you appreciate me? Do you say thank you? Let me tell you the, how, I, how I show my husband that I appreciate him. When my husband comes in, I make sure that if I did not cook, something is here. That's one. And then okay. I'm just on cat. I'm just on casual days. My husband will go and let's say he takes a shower. I will write him a little note, maybe what? three sentences. Listen, listen. I will write him a note. It may be three sentences because I have a journal inside of my my nightstand, and I'll say, "I just want to let you know you are so handsome to me." I'll just say something small like that. I'll do something where I may put a little. He doesn't like chocolate, but except for me because I'm I'm all dark chocolate. By the way, hundred percent cocoa. By the way, <laughs> but do small things just to show that you appreciate them. When my husband comes in from work, I say thank you for working for our family. Do you know that make him listen? That make him look at me like girl, girl. <laughs> <laughs> the number two thing yeah the number two thing that men desire they desire intimacy now I didn't say sex I said intimacy intimacy can be you both you know he likes movies Okay. intimacy is sitting down together on the couch side by side have your own little space you don't have to be all up on his lap but if that's how y'all get down and be on his lap then that's fine and sit down and watch a movie. That's intimacy. Intimacy is really time. Men want to know, can you spend a little time with me instead of your girlfriends all the time? You cannot watch Real High's House of Atlanta. What is it called? Real Wives of Atlanta, Love and Hip. You can't watch that all day, every night. And your husband's sitting over on the sideline. Can I interrupt you about that? So that I talk about that in one of my podcasts. And I said that that was the um, mistake that I made in my last relationship. I was watching those reality shows in front of um, my ex. And, you know, that's going into my subconscious mind. That's going into his subconscious mind. All of that stuff that's going on on those TV shows. And I just literally said in the, you know, last podcast, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You know, you all got to learn, but go ahead, tell them, finish. Yeah, because that's not real. You know, they, they call it reality TV. That stuff is not reality. And if you think about it, many of those individuals, whichever one you watch, because it's everywhere. If you think about it, you know, we are actually paying to engage and look into somebody else's craziness because most of that stuff is 100% crazy. And then you start to, you know, your 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 boyfriend or your significant other, your husband comes in and you're like, why you don't treat me like that? Yes, you bought yes, yes. Why you ain't gave me that? You ain't gave me no flowers. <laughs> what about that? And, oh, and, he's looking, so <laughs> and he's looking at you like, girl, what what did you watch today? That is All so the, bad. <laughs> I've yeah, been there, and I told my audience I've been in this position you're talking about. That's why you gotta learn. Yeah, you have to. You know, like I said, but now you better for it because you can see it now. Yes. You know those those shows. We I, I don't I don't watch any of that because no, not at all. you know because the, those shows come into your home. Mm. You know you hear that stuff because words are life. Oh, so you hear that and then you like oh wow I want to get my shot. Oh wow why why such and such. Nene and Greg, they ain't together. They are oh. together. Why, why such and such? Why Kenya? Don't nobody care nothing about them shows. You better find out what's going on in your own house oh. before you trying to look at somebody else's fake house. I call it the fake house. Ah. And fake, fake wives yeah. of, of such and such. Because it's really not real. They're right. getting paid to be Yankee, I call it. They're getting paid to act buck wild. They're getting paid even more. The more they get, they get paid more whenever they have issues. Of course. Because yeah. the more issues, the more drama, the more people that watches them. So, um, you know, that's the part about that intimacy, you know, just sitting down and you don't have to do it all the time. You don't have to do it every day. You know where your husband or your spouse or your your boyfriend, you, you know exactly 
um, as you're learning that person, what he desires or what she desires. You should know that. I, I always tell people, never get into a relationship thinking that somebody's going to complete you. Never get into a relationship and you feel like he has to do all this stuff or she has to do all this stuff because you have a, a very uh, transferable audience. You speak to men and women. Yes, yes, yes. So even if it has to be with a woman, for a man, if I'm going to speak to the men here, you know, women desire, definitely desires that intimacy, but they love to be comforted. They love to be comforted. Sometimes you can just put put your hand on your on your wife's or on your, your uh, girlfriend's face. I'm going to tell you, baby, you will get a lot just from that attention. We women love attention, but we got to have the right attention. So when she comes out and y'all getting ready to go to a show or a movie or a theater or wherever you're going, and she says to you, hey, how does this look? Tell her the truth, but tell her the truth wisely. Don't say, ooh, we girl, your stomach look like a big old muffin top. You can't say that. You know you can't say that. But what you can say is, this is what you do. You walk over to her, you take her by the waist, and you say, babe, anything that you wear is sexy. I love it. I know you also want to make sure that you're comfortable in what you wear. So I love all that, your butt, your breasts, your hips. I love, I love all of that. But maybe you want to think about wearing something a little bit different because I like you in a different color. There's a way that you can talk to your your wife or your woman where she doesn't feel like, man, now I'm just, you know, now he done called me fat. I'm, he done talked about my muffin top and, you know, so on and so forth. Because what men don't understand is that the more stress a woman is, oh, is on, under, the more her stomach, she, she bulges. Stress, stress kills, stresses, I'm telling you, it's a powerful negative force. And so you have to be able to know what's going on in the mind of your partner. I'm just gonna say partner, your partner. And when you decide that, okay, you have to learn, you have to study. I had to study my husband. You know, like back in the day, you know, 1988, that's a whole long time ago. So now we're in 2019. Oh. I had to, I've been studying my husband for two years. I know what he likes and I know what he doesn't like. I know what he likes to see me in. But I'll tell you this, if you like to see me in um, uh, black, that's great that that's what you like to see me in. But I'm not going to wear black all the time, boo-boo. Right. I like red. So okay. I'm going to wear some red sometimes. Oh. Right. Be, because we we have a partnership we understand one another and when you have that and you you study this individual you'll begin to know what he or what she really likes and you'll be either begin to say that's cool and everything that he likes or she likes you don't have to embrace it right. you don't have to embrace it like my, my husband loves uh, uh, documentaries that are in a different language well, I'm not really into documentary all the time in a different language. But what I what I will say is that, oh, okay, I see you watching that. I'm going to go into the office and I'm going to do something else. Because people need their own space. You can't be all up under your spouse all the time. It's just too much. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yes. Um, no, I love all the details. This is what I like details because it's like a lot of the time when that's the reason why I started this podcast to give people details. Because for some reason, when people want to speak about, it's not all people, when some people want to speak about relationships and breakups, and you know, they don't want to give details, they want to be all vague. And it's like, well, you know, so I'm glad you're giving these, these details. I love it. We need to know yeah. stuff. Yeah, because, and, and I agree with you, because I've been in so many workshops where people were talking about relationships and they're just surface. Like yes. they just teaching me something that they got out of a book. Well, I'm gonna teach you my life. I'm gonna teach you the mistakes that I made, yes. the successes and how I was able to overcome being so needy. I was able to overcome. Stop feeling like your husband abandoned you because he went to the bathroom or because he went to have some time with some of his military friends. Get your life together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. What the heck? <laughs> um, yeah. 
<laughs> so it comes back to love. It comes back to loving yourself. It comes back to knowing who you are and knowing whose you are. God's not going to let something so devastating. And, you know, as I said before, my, my, uh, my, my divorce was very bitter. However, there was such a collateral beauty that came out, you know, with me now being with the man that I, I, I love. Um, and he always have your back. So I agree with you. Don't stop going to workshops where people just going to talk to you from a book and they're not going to open up their own lives um, and be, you know, 100% transparent about how do I get from this? You know, how do I get like this man really hurt me? you know, in ways that I can't even really explain. How do I come to the other side? How do I forgive? That was my biggest thing. I had to forgive this person because I tell you, it was rough. When I tell you it was rough, it was straight up rough. Anytime a man would sit up in front of your children and be like, this is me keeping the real Charmaine and say to you, and say, to, say in front of my children, go ahead and die. Oh, wow. Just go ahead and die. Also, bad verbal abuse and stuff. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it comes to a point where you just have to say, you know, sometimes we're always trying to save something. Like, oh, I've been in this for 20-some years. Let me just stay. Let me just stay. Maybe he'll change. Let me try to work it out. Let's go to counseling. I did all of that. I tried to stay, went to counseling. They kicked him out of counseling because he's cussing and doing crazy stuff and then at the end I just had to understand like you know what it's not that I lost 20 years that 20 plus years of my life has prepared me for this portion of my life Mm. and at the end the greater is good my husband and I we always say this is our collateral beauty all that stuff I just collected all those experiences we collected and now we're able to we're better off for it. Now, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I, I thank God for every, that I was in every situation. No, I don't. <laughs> what I what right. I do thank God for is, is that nothing went to waste. So now I can say, listen, I had a crazy situation. And it wasn't always crazy because I, I tell you, honestly, I wouldn't stay for that many years if it was always that crazy. Okay, right. But yeah. that's... But at the end, when I, I knew it was time to go, when somebody chokes you out, it's time to go, baby yeah. girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's time. It's it's time to go. And so I always want to work with individuals that say, "Hey, I'm bruised, but I'm not broken, and I'm love willing it. to love again." Yeah. Because love is a fantastic, fantastic thing. Because today is Friday, and we have date night. Friday is our date night. Oh my God. I don't care how old you age and how new your relationship is, you have, and particularly if you're married, you gotta have a date night. That date night is specifically like, this is all about us. We don't even answer a cell phone. What? We do not. I, mean, we I don't, was we, bad at that in my relationship too. I couldn't leave my cell phone alone, but that's <laughs> No, these are mistakes that I'm learning from my, you know, future husband. Yeah, so, because. Know. That cell phone thing, because you can't just you can't just type one text because, you know, when you type one text and somebody going to text you back. So one of the things that we say is that when we're having family style dinner, even when our adult children come over, no cell phones at the table. That's one thing. But when he and I, we have our date night, we don't have cell phones. We actually turn our cell phones off. Wow. we we turn our cell phones off. He'll give him. He'll give me his. I'll put it in my purse, and it's just about us. That's really what it's about, and that may last for three hours. You know, we may go to a movie, and then we may, or and after we eat, or vice versa. That is our time. That's our time because at the end, my children, they're gonna, they're they're grown. Like they're not gonna, they're not under me, and so this man that I decided to marry. This is my lifelong partner. This is my companion. This is my best friend. You know, and I always tell people like, there's a couple things you can talk about me. You can mess with me just a little bit. Not just a little bit, not crazy. But there are two of don't don't mess with my children and don't mess with my husband. Of course. That's how we a lot of women feel. I don't I agree. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of sacrifice. You know, and people don't know how much 
you know, that your, your husband has done. People don't know the sacrifice, you know, when, believe me, I, we've had some situations and I'm just looking like, listen, little girl, you don't even want to come over here. Just really, you don't want to come over here. Stay on over there now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah. I love this. I want to stay on this with you forever, but I think you already, um, so thank you for giving us all that detail. I needed that. Everybody needed that. You don't schooled everybody just now. So, um, that's amazing. I believe you already answered the last question, but we're going to go there anyway. So, um, there are some women that may think it's like a secret to getting a man to get engaged to you or marry you. I mean, how do you feel about that? Like, you know, what do you think about that? Well, there really is not a secret. There, there, there is no secret. Um, the number one thing is, for one, is that you have to know yourself first. That was the number one thing for me. And when I say know yourself, this is how I break knowing yourself down. Can you spend time by yourself and not have a man with you? Can, can you go to bed at night and not be thinking about you need a man? Yeah, that's important. Can, that that's important and can you spend with yourself just time of silence so i do a lot of meditation so i meditate in the morning along with prayer and meditation and prayer is not even deep we've made it to be so deep it really is your communication with most high that's all that is okay but sometimes there are there are moments of silence where you just don't want don't have a television on don't even have your phone near you where can you spend that time alone? And being alone is not a bad word. I think a lot of uh, individuals, men and women are like, man, I just don't want to be alone. Why not? Is it because you don't want to spend time with yourself? Is it that you don't like yourself? Is it that you don't trust you? So that's like the number, the number one thing. And then I believe, because women, we're, we're not hunters. We're not supposed to be like, you know, out here, we're gonna hunt for the man. We're gonna set the man up. We're gonna, we're gonna make it happen. That's not what we do. We don't make it happen. If because at the end of the day, you want a proposal from the guy, unless then you gonna propose to the man. So for, you know, so for all my, my brothers that, that's out here, they will tell you, they know. Some some men actually, uh, my husband would tell you when the first uh, year that he and I, now this was in high school, he knew I was gonna be, he knew I was his wife. Wow. Men, men know because they know what they like. They know what they want to see as they age. That's, those are two things. So if you're the type of, of woman that, you know, it's all about you and, you know, you don't have room for nobody else, men don't like that. You know, if, if you loud mouth and, you know, and every brand new purse that comes out, you want a $3,000 purse, you know, six times a year. First of all, why? That tells me that there's something about your life that you're not satisfied with. So men want a woman that knows who she is, that if she needs to be independent, can she pay a bill? Can you pay? If I if something went wrong, if I lost my job, is there something that you can do to help the household? Men are not, men are also looking for women that are nurturers. I understand a lot of women have had to, as I hear people say, I'm, I've been the mom and the dad. First of all, you can't be the dad. You don't have the DNA to be a father. You don't have the DNA to be a dad. You do have the DNA to be a great mother. You do have the DNA to be a great woman. You have the great DNA to be a great wife. So we don't have to try to say that we are the dad or we I'm, I'm the husband too. You can't. That's that's like bipolar. You can't be both. <laughs> and there's greatness in saying I am a dynamic woman. Yeah. There's a greatness in just saying that I'm a fantastic woman. And a lot of times we try to put that over on the side. But I believe in my womanhood. Like God created me to be a fantastic woman. 
he created me to be just how I am, but he also continues to want me to grow. And so when men look for, they look at, okay, can, can I see my, me having children with this woman? Can I see me, my, you know, bringing this woman to meet my, not just my mom and my dad, but also if they have a sister. Because there's some things that men tell their sisters, they don't tell their mom and dad. Oh, child, the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and can this woman, I, and I, I'm going to say this to, to women, if you don't know how to cook, you need to learn how to cook something. Well, you should. I mean, for your own survival, it saves you money. For your own self. Yeah, absolutely. You you cannot go out to eat every other day. You just cannot because it's not healthy. And I'll tell you, even with my husband, my husband, he would be like, if you don't want to cook, hey, don't cook. That's not a thing. So he didn't didn't marry me for my cooking skills. Even though I can't cook, he didn't marry me for that. He, my husband would tell you, I married her because she was self-confident. She knew who she was. She had a goal for herself in her life. She has great teeth and a great hair and a great smile. And she smelled good. And I knew she would be great with my children. Wow. Wow, that's deep. It's real deep. It's real deep. And I always would say to people, be somebody's friend first. You can't just always go into a sexual relationship. Oh, that stuff is... I had to learn that the hard way. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so um, I would love to be able to, you know, to talk to individuals or even in workshops or, or at conferences and have these type. I do what I call fireside chats with women. So I'll get a group of women together, kind of do like a retreat type of thing. Sometimes it's at women conferences and we talk about the real, we do the real tea. Like tell me what's going on with this. And I tell them the truth. You know, I don't do this sidebar type of stuff. We're like, oh no, we can't talk. That's a little bit too risque. It's not risque. People need help. If you don't want to talk to individuals about what works for you, then how are they? Some people don't have moms and dads. They can have all that type of support because we live in a society now where everybody's doing their own thing. And the aspect of closeness and family and transparency is almost dead. Right. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Well, I um, you gave a lot of great information, detailed, real information. This is an amazing episode. You are amazing. I was just definitely. I forgot. I thought we was talking like we was on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, Charmaine. Thank you for um, coming on. Um, all of the listeners, make sure you go to www.antoinette.com, right? That yeah, is w- it's it's um, www.antoinettemarie.com. www.antoinettemarie.com. So dot com and check out everything she is doing she is amazing i really love this episode thank you so much for coming on you're, you're very welcome charmaine thank you so much as well and i hope that your audience um i really hope that with everything that they're doing believe me a breakup definitely can be your wake up not just to a getting in on another relationship but getting to know who you are and it's really time to level up it's time to level up men and women we, we can do it and we have to do it yes i love it thank you so much antoinette <laughs> and You're welcome. thank you everyone for listening and have a nice day